song could be played after you know such a wild sort of party thing going on there uh it's because um uh of the word called accuracy and that was like 2013 or something or you know 12 or whatever and um you know it turns out that since that time the u.s government under biden with the cartels and, uh, you know, one of the biggest parts of the, uh, you know, the, the open border is the 
uh, is the is the dealing of drugs that benefit the big guy at least ten percent to the big guy. Um, you know the, the but uh, you know it was also going on under Trump, but he he you know started addressing the human trafficking and I started doing a good job. In fact, you know I remember that Coast Guard uh, speech he gave, which was quite excellent. Um, that the cutters would use be used for interdiction on human trafficking because a lot of trafficking comes to the United States has the most perverts um, per capita in the world, and um, you know that's it's, it's interesting in a in a in a civilization that frowned on child sex sodomy, which is the main what it is, which frowned on that you know because other cultures like you know if you go into you know. African cultures and Greek culture and old cultures, um, you know, boys were, you know, not only not off limits, but pursued, um, you know, sodomy culture by householders. And I've said this many times who were prominent in the community usually. And, 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 uh, they, you know, tended, uh, to have, you know, the way they describe it, say the Greek, um, pastoral um, novelettes and short stories, uh, you know, really co- kind of go into detail about the romance between a man and a boy. You know, and go into all the, the sort of um, uh, romantic feelings. I mean, it's a real, it's a real big, the, the feelings and the, the, the atmosphere, because usually these encounters, at least in that, in that fiction, that was being written, by the way, right about the time of the of the New Testament, what was the Greek pastorals, and they would have these man boy relationships in in pastoral settings, in beautiful countryside settings where there would be an encounter, and it would be this very exciting thing that would happen, and um, we've had this underneath our culture uh, in the form of you know, of, I guess it'd be, you know, social conformity uh, you know, underneath, you know, um, kept out of the public eye and, and put into the, the eye of, you know, having the guilds, clubs, associations, uh, masons, secret societies, and that the initiations would be done into that sort of thing, you know, and that sort of thing would go on, you know, through those organizations um, worldwide. But that's how in America, because you might, might think, well, how in America did there become be so prominent that there's eight, uh, you know, well, it's higher now. The statistics 10 years ago were 800,000. Now we're well over a million a year gone missing and, you know, sold into trafficking uh, of children. And how, you know, and that's a, that's a huge number. And worldwide, it's bigger than that. It's because the industry itself is, um, and they own, you know, the the, the pedophile industries, you know, the, the pedocracy, whatever, not only is the structure of the world system, what's happening? I'm just checking on that Okay. Not only the, 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 the world system, um, uh, but it's also the power behind, um, you know, all the going concerns, all, all corporations, all military uh, units, and all people. Uh, whether you acknowledge it or not, that's what's driving the driving force of society today. It's basically, um, I don't know, I, I guess you could say it's its the weirdest thing. Perversion powers society. 
but it's 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 been hidden. But here's the interesting thing: in those societies, um, you know, like okay, so you know, guys who pose as gay who are into boys will go to say Morocco today to chase boys around, and then you know there are sodomy laws in in in, in Muslim countries like you know Morocco. <laughs> And, um, you know, but this man-boy thing is not really considered or, it, you know, this is it's raging in these countries. Uh, Pakistan would be another great example. And, uh, and also the, uh, uh, the, the prostitute trade for, of boys and, um, and girls in some cases, you know, also because you have the child, uh, the marriage, marriages to children in um which is perfectly fine in muslim circles and but but this is going back to say forget we say muslim it's like muslim didn't it was before islam and um you know the child bride uh phenomenon is a huge deal around the world and is practiced and it's it's almost like you know a religion in a way and um to be in that position yet yeah, one has to be very wealthy you know, or else you just really end up being a pimp. So this this whole thing with children and sex, and marriages, and you know, boys. Um, even if you take, you know, I guess underneath you could take the story of Pinocchio, and the Lost Boys as you know running into those cults, right into the into the. Um, I hate to say gay because it sounds like that's some kind of a choice. There's there's an industry. It's a uh, it's an institution, and that you know runaways would be picked up in these brothels and places and by people and prominent people in these communities, and then you know um, uh, you know fed, housed, and, and pimped out, and they can get up to say you know just depending on the age and whatnot they can get. I mean they make so much money with this that even dealing drugs uh, pales in comparison so that the child trafficking is, is many, many, you know, times larger than Silicon Valley, than Apple Computer, than, um, than like I say, just drugs. It is uh, the human trafficking is the now, uh, thanks to Biden especially, um, and the Biden administration and all your, your Democrat friends, and also all the Republicans, the, the Rhino Republicans and the Democrats. I, I can't relate to either one. I can't relate to any anyone anymore. You know, because I just... <laughs> I just um, kind of doing my time in prison. Thank, thanks, thanks very much. Because, and the reason I say that is because a lot of you don't realize that no matter what side you're on, you're in prison... And you're in prison because this reality that's underneath the surface of our society, which they're trying to bring into overtness, they're trying to do what Stephen King wrote about in The Stand, where, you know, as soon as they got control of a government again, and they're able to form a country again after this plague, by the way, there may be something prescient in that in terms of their plans for for you and me. But as soon as after all the death and all the horror... They set up um, government again in the same way, democratic-wise, democracy, and made the same mistakes that their forefathers made when there was America.
democracy turns out to be a code word for fuck you. You know, uh, you're lucky I don't kill you. Sit down, shut up, and don't complain. And that's what it's become. That's what well, they say democracy every day, hundreds of times a day, millions of times a day. And they also say, fuck you, sit down and shut up. And don't mention anything we're doing. It's like, I'll do what I want to do, and you follow my rules. I, I am going to control you. And what's driving the whole thing is, you know, I mean, in, in, in the one sense, when I say uh, sodomy, I mean it in the... In the um, I mean it in a very high term. I don't mean it like the, the people in the streets or the low people and the stupid people and the celebrities and all their political correctness and all their, the, all their you know, idiocracy. I don't, I don't use it that way. I use it in the historical sense and in the scientific sense as a social scientist. That um, you'd say, you know, well, Sodom was named, you know, it had to do with, you know, ass fucking. And it was like, you know that be, but but see when that becomes, you know, a say a rebellion against God because there's no children, right? So it's a rebellion against self as well. There's no fruit. That's when you, you know, no, no. They would argue today if you say you can't have a child through um, fucking somebody in the ass. Uh, <laughs> you you say no, you can't have a child by fucking someone in the ass. Well, I'm sorry, you're fired. That's it. You're out of here. I know. You're, you're out of here. Well, there's only two genders. That's it. You're fired. So it's all designed that you can't win no matter what you do, that what they want ultimately, and they use their... Because all the celebrities that you see and everything, they bought them. They own them. You know, they don't let... Um, you know, even a guy like Mel Gibson, they think they own him. He may be rebelling in, in Jesus and all that and doing a, a great documentary, and he's, he's been outspoken to a certain degree, but he's also been kind of held back. He also did great work with the Jesus movie and all that, so I'm, I'm not, not disparaging him. I, I think he was an example of an innocent guy in Australia who just really, he was British originally, I think, and he, he just really um, wanted to make it as an actor, you know what I mean? I don't think he had any clue it would lead to, to this political, geopolitical World War III, and it would all be over pedophiles. I, I don't think he thought that was what was going to happen. I don't think I thought that when I had my brief time in Malibu, which, by the way, is a lovely place. Um, highly recommended if you can be you know, on the ocean. And if you can't, yeah, maybe just forget about it. But... Um, I, a couple of times I, I, I saw Mel Gibson in, um, this marmalade cafe that's there. I don't know if it's still there, but <laughs> he, he came in with a jeans t-shirt with his a pack of Marlboros, the, the good, you know, the, the hardcore Marlboros, you know, not Marlboro light, but regular Marlboros in his uh, t-shirt pocket. <laughs> and it was just like this regular Joe guy, you know, and that's, was fairly delightful, but you know, and, and, but still, you know, had he been. Had he rebelled all the way out? Had he really, you know, because, see, I don't think people really understood that, that this is, was driving the whole thing. You know, that ancient society is driving the whole thing. I don't think they understood that the, the people who own the world were driving the whole thing. The people that gave Mel his break. Believe me, there's a lot of handsome guys in Australia, just like there is in every country, and it didn't have to be him. 
You know, there's a reason people get chosen. And it's not just a pretty face, all right? So it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things people don't like to talk about because it makes things ugly. But, you know, and then, of course, if you break away, like he looks like he's halfway broken away, they'll persecute him. And he breaks away all the way, they'll just kill him. We don't want that. So he has to kind of play ball and kind of be independent and try to, you know, work it out. And he's doing the best thing he can with just with his Catholic faith and, and just staying with God, you know what I mean? Because God will deliver anyone in that situation out. Any celebrity, uh, anyone that's an influencer, everyone who's sell, sold out totally, none of you, not one of you ever really knew what you were doing. No one. And those people who thought, oh, well, you know, I'm pretty savvy and, you know, I sold out to the devil and I understood it was pedophilia the whole time and, and you know, human sacrifice and blood drinking and all. I really, I really understood that, but I wanted to be a famous rock star, so I did it anyway. And I'm like, dude, that is not what I'm talking about. You know, I, that's not what I'm talking about. Not talking about you getting, you know blackmailed by having man-boy love on, on tape at a party in Hollywood. That is not what I'm talking about. You're missing it because you're carnal, because you're hung up. Because actually the only reason the perversion works with a lot of you is because you're still hung up about sex. You're still, um, you know, damaged from some kind of, uh, um, I, I, I don't know, some kind of purity doctrine. Like pure, you're puritanical in some ways. And so that makes you the biggest pervert. Can you understand that? Okay, let me, let, well, it looks like we're going to have to stop and go into this a little bit. Okay, so if you travel right now to the Tahitian Islands, okay, to the South Pacific, and you get involved in, say, uh, island culture a little bit, people on the island, and you start understanding, you know, the, 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 you know the, the truth about Polynesian culture and Polynesian history. And then you figure out how the Polynesians feel about sex. And then you figure, you start understanding that although there was a Christian influence and, and European Christian bullying, I guess you want, you, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the cool commies would call it uh, you know, colonialism. And certainly there was an attempt, but... It, 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 you don't get it. That's not the way it was. That's not the way it works. No, you see, the Europeans were quite interested in um, in polygamy. Not the other way around. Going to Tahiti or to islands in the South Pacific uh, was a license to be free, to, to, to unloose your loins, if you will. To lie down with anybody you feel is attractive. And that's, you know, uh, that, that has never really been talked about that much. But there isn't this whole thing with, there's not some, there really is not a delineation between gay and straight in Polynesia. And as a writer, I researched this quite extensively, and I, I had a project I was doing, and I never really uh, finished it, but um, I was doing research. I actually went to a Bora Bora and Tahiti. And then I, you know, I sort of eventually understood the, 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 you know, it's, it's sort of like 
you know, gay boys <laughs> running off to Morocco to chase the boys around. It was the same same kind of thing. Uh, you had, um, you know, among the islanders, there isn't a thing about sex. See, there's not a puritanical, you know, first thing, oh, that's taboo or that's adultery or there's there's no rule like that. Or, you know, monogamy or, you know, or you should be punished with, you know, 50 lashes. There isn't anything like that. So it's just this very casual, nobody really says anything. If someone, if two people that are consenting find each other attractive, they go off and they have their sexual relation and they might continue it or they might not. And it's really nobody else's business and nobody really looks into it and nobody cares. Even, you know, and yes, there are people married. There's all, there is a, also an overriding culture of marriage and adultery and that sort of thing. I don't wonder if you remember when uh, the mutiny on the bounty with um, Marlon Brando. Do you remember that? I'd, I'm, I'm going to build my, uh, I'm, I'm going to get off digital, build a little collection of DVDs. So when I want to watch a movie, I can get the good stuff. I got a bunch of DVDs from, I got a bunch of free ones from the Academy, but they suck. The best, the best DVD in the world, by the way, is Girl Next uh, that we mastered. And if you have a Blu-ray player, it, it's, it's better than, it plays in 2K, but it's better than 4K. You can actually project it on a 4K screen for a thousand people. and it, it, it will be as sharp as you can imagine. The cinematography is amazing on it. And, um, and then the mixes is, is our mix, you know, so I made sure that that was perfect. So it's the girl next, it's a, there's an HD and there is a, um, there, there is a, um, well, I'm sorry, I digress. I'm not trying to, you know, sell anything, although you, know, you can't get you, the only way you can get this is inquire at the crazed house site. We don't, we're supposed to be getting the, the, uh, the shopping cart going. So, and I recommend, there's a lot of stuff there that's cool. I recommend the T-shirts, I recommend the T-shirts, but I also really recommend that if you have a Blu-ray that you can, that you can, um, you could get that Blu-ray copy and then get it with, bundled with Girl Next, the novelization. I think we, we're only going to be bundling the two of them and, and try to bundle them for, for a good low price because in Italy... God, I didn't do that. I didn't show. I, I'm, I've tried to leave Twitter twice the last couple of days because they don't let me do anything. I don't like it there. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I just, I don't even know why I'm there. I, I, I just, they make me feel like I should just die, you know? It's terrible. No, it's not their fault. It's just that's the way it is. It's my choice. You know, I just feel like, the level of conversation is so ditzy and so stupid. I just feel like, Lord, I, I mean, and I know I can't kill myself because, you know, that's an abomination under the Lord, and that's just as bad as any anything I've been criticizing, that I would be just such a such a hypocrite if I did that. It would be beyond belief. It's hard enough just not being a, a, a you know, a garden-variety hypocrite. <laughs> Unwittingly, of course, not on purpose. But, um, okay, so back to the subject. So there is no puritanical thing about sex. It's just like the island life is, there's a sort of a natural, yeah, there's a problem there, Trish, thanks. Um, there's just, it, it's, it's just, it's very attractive to the people that came um, from, you know, on the ships and things. And, and I'm not sure where Mutiny on the Bounty went. Did it go to Tahiti? Well, it went somewhere. 
But uh, and I think that in Mar- the case, they Mar- the, the king gave Marlon Brando his daughter. But if you don't sleep with her, it's a big insult to the king. Do you know what I mean? That's the way sex is in, in Polynesia. I can hear people going, really? Is that here? Tell me some more. How much does it cost to get a plane ticket over there? <laughs> well, you know, if that's how you feel, you know, in the Bible, it's, it's, it's unclear about polygamy versus monogamy. I mean, when Jesus uh, talked, he certainly stood up against, um, you know, adultery. But at the same time, most of the, some of the, the most beloved people of God had many wives. And, and they had concubines as well. And God didn't seem to say anything about that. But somehow, because of the New Testament, or that New Testament only, not taking the Old Testament into account also, uh, meaning culturally, which is very important, or historically, which is extremely important, to understand the mores of the time, the social mores, the customs of the time, the ethos of uh, the time of the New Testament, which I'm telling you was the Greek pastorals, in which the man-boy romances were the most popular reading um, of the day. Uh, Not for sexual reasons, for emotional reasons. Okay, so then we, like, explaining about Polynesia having a Christian, um, you know, uh, Christian, you know, pioneers coming to you know, sailing on ships to convert the heathen to Jesus. And the first thing they had to do was stop this polygamy from this, stop this uh, polyamorous stuff going on out there. They had to stay, they wanted to rein that stuff in. But they failed to do so, folks. And I'm a witness of it. They failed to do so. The people there have sex. And it really doesn't matter who they have sex with. And so the, even the idea of a gay issue, it doesn't come up. There is no issue. There is no, oh, please let us be free. We've just been hiding in the shadows and you know because of these evil white men from Europe, and they're trying to stop us from just being ourselves, and they're telling us not to have sex with children. And can you imagine? All children want is sex. How could they be so cruel and so mean? We need to kill them all. Just to live. Don't laugh. Uh, they get whipped up into a frenzy because they're not smart. You know, you know that. You know, mobs are, mobs are typically dumb. They're controlled by the oligarchy. So we have this hidden secret society, you know, the, the sodomy society, of, and, and also initiation into um, circles of shame, which is the only, you know, which leads to a career, which leads to you know the law firm, which leads to the to to the corporate uh, boardroom, right? And I think I think Richard Nixon used to call them swordsmen. The best may the best swordsmen win and go up the ladder. Sword being your penis, right? So, you know, don't everybody has screwed up this whole thing that people don't even talk about. Oh, we got to stop pedophilia. How? What? What? We got to stop this people, adults preying on children, especially right here in America. But the whole world is, um, you know, based on that. That's what it's based on. Western civilization is based on pedophilia. Muslim civilization is based on pedophilia and their rules against sodomy and rules against gayness between men 
But I don't know about between a man and a child. We know there's no rule about a uh, a child bride. Now, why is that? Because those cultures supersede current culture. And because they supersede current culture, they are the dominant culture because they've been around the longest. And they are established. And they were established long before there was ever a United States. So, in my... um, they, they, you know, if I were them, either side in this argument, I would hire me to straighten them out. But it just seems like they're really more interested in violence and having different sides of an argument go ahead and just physically attack each other. I think that's, that's where this is going. And it's going there because that's really what they want. They could care less about gay straight, this, that, or the other thing. There is no gay straight in the world. In fact, if you were to say gay... In Polynesia, you would be a weirdo. There is no gay, straight, bi, this, that. There is no binary, non-binary. There is nothing like that. All that is just strictures that put there to cause division. It's all shit. It's all stupidity. It's idiocracy. It's beyond that. There is no delineation. People, when the... They were worshiping the golden calf. You think they stopped to ask the other guy if, you know, before they, uh, you know, before they did the old cornholio, you think they stopped to ask the other guy if he was gay or straight? Do you think that that actually happened? That was never even a thing. Not a thing. In Paul's case, he, he talked to the Romans about it because he, being a Roman elite, was involved in all that shit and did all that, including murder. And then he reformed. He said, don't, you know, he knew that, you know, God wanted to replenish the earth. He didn't want, you know, one of the big, big issues here is that replenishing means, you know, a seed goes into, you know, egg. Seed, okay, let's start with the very beginning. Seed goes into egg. We also know that a lot of people get pleasure out of sex, and they're going to have sex anyway, in or out of marriage or in or out of uh rules or anything else. They're going to have sex because sex feels like it's an overriding force. They're going to find a way to have it. They're going to find a way to have it, and the most unlikely people will will strip down and do it if the conditions are right. (laughs) I'm sorry to put it that way, but there is no gay or straight. It's just sex. People have a sex urge. Just like, you know, we learned about the urge to urinate, okay? An urge to urinate. And if there's something wrong with your bladder, you might get a, a fake urge, or you might get an urge to urinate, and you might empty out, and you might not empty out, and then it, then you can have problems because the bladder's like a muscle. If it gets worn out, then you know you it's giving your brain false readings, and then you have to deal with finding a way to get the urine out of your system. I mean, it's 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 there's a force to you know get that. To, there's a force to eat. There's a force to eliminate. There's a force to heal. There's a force to sex. So there's a force to live. The people want to live. They want to survive. They go get cancer treatments when they're 80 years old, even though they can't even see straight and they can't think anymore. But they'll go do that and suffer because they want to live. There's no euthanasia yet. I said yet. Oh, don't worry. It's, it's, on, it's, on, the, 
It's on the docket. Euthanasia and, uh, you know, I, I still see Castration Day coming. A day to be celebrated throughout all the LGBTQ wonderland. A day where, where uh, boys are prominently castrated. But there's another day coming. Test two babies. Yes, test two babies is on the docket. In fact, Klaus Schwab says by 2030, and I think this may be fake news, but still, I, I, know, I know they believe it, whether or not he, said, he could really be attributed with this or not. By 2030, he wants you know, kids made in test tubes, you know, made in laboratories to make the, as many kids as, as babies as they want to liberate men and women from um, you know, having children altogether. In other words, the whole point is that God said, and these people follow the Bible to the letter, they follow the Bible to the letter, then they say it's all a myth and soul shit. But they follow it to the letter. God, what did God say in the beginning? He said, be fruitful and multiply. You know, and replenish the earth. He, he didn't say replenish it with kangaroos. He didn't say replenish it with, get out. Come on, Trish, help me out. Need help here. He didn't say replenish it with... Uh, um, you know, uh, with widgets, with, with, you know, with, with Ferraris or with, you know, anything, you know, with wheat or with, with barley. He said, replenish the earth, you know, create more humans, you know, fill the earth with humans. Did they do that? They did not even scratch the surface. They never did because the first thing that they did is they went after the population to make sure it wouldn't explode and they've done this in many ways, and they've been doing this long before they ever started reporting on it. The whole idea is to stop, uh, to use war also, to stop civilizations from replenishing the earth. The number, what if you want to rebel against God, what's the first thing you're going to do? Numero uno, the first thing that comes to your, no, not your own selfish aggrandizement. The first thing you do if you hate God is to stop people from procreating. That is the whole point of the entire book of Genesis. You know, be fruitful and multiply and watch how I deal with my people and lead, you know, I, the whole point is to lead people to the promised land ultimately and that's kind of the Old Testament. And then in the end, the New Testament to me is, is the promised land is Jesus. You know, game over. You know, right? The cross. Game over. But, look, the the, the first statute of God is replenish and multiply. He created male and female to do that very thing. Did that ever get done? No, because we had wars, because we had famines and, 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 and horrible times. We, we humans never did plenish the earth to begin with. We never did. You know, the earth can hold hundreds of billions of people and you wouldn't even notice it. Seriously, when I when I drive back here from Houston, and we're going on you know state highway in Texas, you know West Texas through the oil fields, and heading up to you know Lubbock or something, we drive for hours without seeing anyone. All we see are open fields and just miles and miles of flat farmland. And on the weekend, you don't see anybody, nothing, not even a car. It's like you feel like you're the only one alive, and it's like they need people here. I mean, they, you see towns dying along the way as you, as you drive up to Dallas from Houston. You see 
you know, ghost towns and stuff. If you take Highway 6 up to Fort Worth, you see ghost towns. You see, you see, you go, well, this place needs to be replenished. This place needs to be replenished. But no, they didn't replenish it. And they've convinced all these idiots that there's not enough resources for the people when the entire earth is nothing but resources. They're just discovering now that when, when you drill a well, okay, and you've, 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 it looks like the well, you know, is not putting out anymore. And yet you let it, let it, let it, you let it go for, you let it lie there for, you let it sit there for a year. Come back a year later, it's gushing. Why is that? Because they all replenish themselves. It's not finite, like they say. They all, that they can't let that out. More truth. I'll give you even more truth today. The entire world. The entire country of the United States is based on liars and people, and the majority of people believe nothing but lies and live in a prison, and they have no idea why they feel so screwed up, so they go to Big Pharma, who basically gives them drugs to kill them and procedures. Because the first rebellion against God is what? Not just replenish, but don't murder. All wars are murder, and all of them have to do with satanic sacrifice to their gods. They sacrifice babies to their gods. Abortion is sacrificed to their gods. And, and now, hunting children, and now, you know, a million a year missing, um, they get sacrificed. Do you, can you imagine how big the appetite is for, for child sacrifice? You know it's not just a few elites, Right? You know you're talking about millions and millions and millions of people. And they all act like they go to work, they do this, they nod, they wink, so satisfied that people want to copy them, monkey see, monkey do, that the band Yes thought it was such a great idea they did a song to get everyone to follow along and say yes. That's why they named the band Yes. The band should have been named No. No would have been survival. Yes is suicide. Another gatekeeper, you know, fucking asshole. But anyway, there they are. Virtuoso, yeah, we'll give them that. Oh, whoopty fucking do. God, it just pisses me off. What pisses me off is that people don't see what the purpose is. Wouldn't it have been nice to have people that talented in music do what they want to do? Think, well, that's what we want to do. Yeah, after you were programmed, that's what you wanted to do. That doesn't count. I want it raw. I want what's in your soul. I want to hear your pain. I'm not interested in your program. Not interested in your, you know, your your disco beat. You know, and your and your looping of some, you know, and your your AI looping. Not not interested in that. Not going to be taking your stupid ecstasy and your fentanyl. And your and your and your crank and your crack. Because all that comes from, you know, the big guy, and he gets 10%. And how about that, folks, being run by the mob, right? And because, you know, Biden's mob, he's, he's mafia. And the FBI is, is also mafia. And so being run by the mob and having them steal all your money and throw it in Ukraine where you don't know where it's going, but, it, but we all know it's money laundering because it's not going on in the ground. It's not going into explosions. It's not going to pay soldiers. It's getting churned. And the big guy gets, you know, his percentage for that. How does it feel? 
America. To be sold out to your to, to having possibly to watch your children die before you. How did it feel to be cursed that your line is gonna end? Your line is gonna end. You're gonna have no heirs, no survivors, no issue, no offspring. They're all gonna die. And none of them are gonna have children. How does that feel? Good? Well, then keep enjoying it. Now go to the ball game, man. Go get the NFL ticket. Yeah. They'll keep you. Go have a hot dog. Go have some peanuts and, and beer. What a great time. Slap your buddy on the back. Isn't this a great, what a great country, huh? And, you know, the pledge allegiance to uh, the Biden family for their five houses on a salary that couldn't even buy one. Yeah. You deserve it, buddy. I myself have got to exist on a different frequency. I'm here talking about what happened. I'm not here talking about what's going to happen. I'm not here revealing new news. I'm simply explaining what happened. We're looking at a tragedy. You know, the tragedy has already occurred. Now it's, you know, LGBTQ1. You know, they... (laughs) It's not LGBTQ. It's not, you know, BLM1, Antifa1. You know, it's all, you know, those are just, uh, you know, bully organizations on the left. Like I tell most people that are gay, I said, you know, can you be gay without joining an organization? Do you really feel you're not allowed to have sex with somebody you want to have sex with? That's bullshit. Do you really want to see the entire country turn in? Now we fly the the trans flag over the White House, but the trans flag signifies division. The White House has just signaled that it is going to implode the country and they're going to hurry up and step it up way before 2030. And, you know, and all the people are cheering it on. We don't want to be bigots and homophobes, transphobes and homophobes and picking on poor Dylan uh, Mulvaney or whatever his name is. We don't want to be like that. Hurting the Budweiser sales line, you know, they're hurting their margins like that. We don't want to be like that. We don't want to be ugly people. We want to be kind and generous and loving. You have to raise your consciousness, friends. You have to raise your consciousness to escape this. No, you can't just stay in a low state of mind and pray. It won't go away. I, I feel like, you know, whenever I'm in this level, whenever I get into um, the, the base, when it starts bothering me, all I want to do is be dead. I want death. I probably got into the trouble I got into because I was wanting death too much. When I rise up out of that, when God pulls me up, I see a whole different world. And I don't want death because I realize I'm a... I'm a I'm an eternal being. I was here long before there was a world. I was here long before there was a United States. I've always been here. So there is no such thing. So death is is foolish because you cannot escape through death. That's the thing. God makes that very clear. There are people that will be wanting death and they can't find it because, because death doesn't take care of the problem. The depression 
comes from degradation and poison. And the poison is the lies that the the totalitarian uh, dictator puts on the people, pretending there's democracy. Whenever they say democracy, they mean dictatorship. Whenever they say democracy, they say the emperor has new clothes. Then when they go to talk about population control, at that point, they are an evil demon. And if this was a normal world, they'd be taken out. They'd be, uh, they, there wouldn't be any, anything left of them. People would tear them shred to shred. They'd be drawn and quartered in the public square. That'd be the end of it. But remember in Braveheart, they, who, who did they draw and quarter? They draw and quartered Mel Gibson, William Wallace. He was the one that got punished because he was for freedom. The town was enslaved. They're all slaves of the king of England. And yet they sacrificed him. And they sacrificed Jesus. These people aren't worth shit. And most of them, 99% of them are going to die. And when they die, that will be, it's death. It's, 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 well, it's, it's death in this way. There's no real death, but the Lord makes it somehow that they never did exist. When I don't know, he, because of time and space not being real, he can do that. There are people that die and they never existed. So in things like that, I don't bother going to funerals because the, the, it's like if I went there, I'd be kicked out. Oh, no, they don't want me. Believe me, no one wants me at their funeral. You know, if they, unless I'm just going to sit there and lie. I lied at my father's funeral. I did. I uh, I wrote up a thing that just for for his friends. They're all in the audience. They're all suffering, you know. So remembering the good days when they're in college and they would go to the games and they would go gambling in Vegas and they get drunk and they they fly on their friend's private plane to the next thing or to the ball game in Chicago and they'd do this and do that. They were you know popping pills left and right, booze all day long, all kinds of uh, you know mar- married but wild, right? Mar- married but orgiized. And, um, you know, it was disgusting. You know why? No, not because of the privilege and the money that they could just throw down the toilet and nobody cared. Of course, that, you know, the, 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 the karma got my dad back because he, he got sick and everything he had uh, went into paying for him. And they just burned it all up. And I'm like, well, when you worship money, that kind of, that's what happens. I was saying he would have been better off if he just left him alone. He'd probably live longer if he didn't have, you know, nurses 24 hours a day and doctors. <laughs> well, he, he hated me, like, with a passion. He just, he hated the fact that uh, I knew what was going on. And he was like, he just was like, you know, you're, you're doing this on purpose. And what am I doing? And then he, steam would come out of his ears. And he, he couldn't tell me what I was doing. And he, he, You're just, I don't know who you are. <laughs> what was I doing? What was I doing that was so bad? Tell me why I'm, what am I doing that's so bad? I'm, you know, depressed. I'm trying to find my way. I'm trying to write some stuff. I'm trying to do something. I'm, I'm only a teenager. I mean, what the hell's going on? What's going on? You need to go see the doctor. What for? He'll tell you. Wow. 
Why can't you? Here, here was the, 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 the uh, here was the moniker. Why can't you just be like all the other ones and jump off the building? Why can't you just be like your daughter and do the right thing? You know, at least thank God she's dead. So that's that's how that's that's how they are toward me. There's no one left now. I mean, they're all gone, deservedly so. But uh, the nostalgia remains. They were part of society, so they're good. So we must look back on them lovingly. And then we forget all the shenanigans that came with history and society. And what is society connected to? Underground societies that go back to the beginning of time, pretty much. And that is the culture that dominates America. We live in a society that is... We're not living in an experiment of of democracy. We're living in a totalitarian regime that is old as civilization itself and whose mores and rules, which you know what they are, we don't speak about them too much, but it's all done behind closed doors. All of that, all that was part of culture and history which came to America the same way uh, it was here before they ever signed a Declaration of Independence or a Constitution, and it continued. Nobody got busted. No one got um, in trouble. No one has ever gotten in trouble. They rule. They live. They rule. They've been ruling since day one. And what they want is they want to bring the old ways back. That's what the New World Order is. It's the old ways. They want to teach people that it's, it's you know, what it is, what drives it. And it's children that drives it. That's what drives it. So we're almost there publicly. And I, I, when I used to say, I, I had gay guys get so mad at me when I would say that LGBTQ is just looking to put that P on the end. You know, because it's a political organization, because it's got nothing to do with, with you know, if you want to go have gay sex, any any one of us can go have gay sex right now. There'd be no problem. There, no one's going to persecute you. And they won't look at you funny. If, it, if it's a public issue, they, they won't, uh, you'll fire you. They fire you if you're straight more than they fire you if you're gay. I mean, that's that's for sure now. So what is LGBTQ? Well, LGBTQ is a political organization that represents the guilds of the world and the, and the wealthy of the world. The wealthy, uh, they're all pretty much white men and some are Nazis. And, you know, basically they, they are bringing in their world order of Henry Kissinger and Klaus Schwab and all those people that you know so well, but they can't bring it in without the, you know, permission. Um, they've got to, you know, they've almost got the children because they traffic, you know, million, you know, globally millions a year. And what happens to these million children? A million, a million people get trafficked. What happened? They disappear. There are people who are breeders that just give birth to to babies without birth certificates, so they can, you know, it's a business, so they can be sold to, so the the coven or whatever can have its. Uh, you know, I mean, and like history, all of this is ruled by, um, you know, witches and sorcery and all that. 
those are the real, you know, the, the people that are in touch with the real gods, where the power is, where the money is. They deem who's going to be wealthy. They deem who's going to make the money. They say who's going to be a rock star. They, they are the ones who determine the whole thing. In many cases, it's determined from beings that are not even human. It's, so it's not just about compliance, which happens when you're young, you know, when your parents force you. You know, when, when they sneak into your room and fuck you in the ass and then put a gun to your head and say, you're either going to play ball, you can have Susie Cream Cheese as your girlfriend, but you're going to play ball here or we're going to blow your head off. Okay? Got it? Okay, I'll, I'll, okay I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Dad. I understand. <laughs> and um, you'll never hear that on the radio or on the Internet ever for the rest of your life. May that be stricken. Anyway, so there it is. And what I'm trying to talk about isn't the fact, the fact Americans are all hung up on sex because they're going to hear what I say there and go, how could you talk like that? I can't believe it. Because I'm trying to clear that to the side so we can get at the history to understand what has happened here. Do you understand me? I'm not interested whether you have gay sex or not or whether you fuck your sons or your daughters or not as, as an, an initiation ritual or whether you, you know, whether you go participate in the orgiized society and your, in your fraternity parties and your sororities and your guilds and your secret clubs and your golf clubs and your beach clubs, I, you know, your yachts and all the rest of it. I don't care. I'm interested in how it got to be here and it was here long before the United States was ever formed. Now, the edict originally was be fruitful and multiply. Can you be fruitful from sodomy? But because of Satan, Lucifer, the gods, those who rebel in that way get moved up the ladder to take over society. It seems a little unfair, don't it? Well, I say don't it as a slang term. So all of the rock and roll history was really, you could just, you know, call it one thing. It was just based on phallic power, right? And so the phallus, going back beyond paganism now, beyond agrarian societies, all the way back to hunters and gatherers and you know, to, the, to the way space looked and the moon and the moving of the stars and things. All the way back. Um, I have a feeling that a lot of people's lines will be wiped out. A lot of the bloodline, a lot of your bloodlines out there will be wiped out in this next uh, decade. You won't have offspring going forward. Whether it's plague or something, or you know, sperm counts being too low to procreate, whatever, something. Yeah, they're they're on they're 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 going for broke right now. But let me give you a word of encouragement. I have no no issue. I have no heir. I had, you know, I had my heir, and God took her. And God told me, okay, that's it. Since then, I've contemplated having a child, but not, I don't want to have one for social, for egotistical reasons, you know, like, like an Epstein, you know, because, it, oh, okay, I, 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 repl I did my bit. No, I did my bit. 
I did what I could, given the fact I've been, I was persecuted. It's amazing I even had a child. Amazing I even had one. But I don't feel a need to have one just because, uh, you, you know, it's, 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 it's because it would be pleasing to God. In fact, it's a great punishment to have your line taken from you. But in my case, the Lord has not given me shame. The Lord has, has said, you're here to do my bidding, to, to be my... Do you think anyone could talk like I talk? You know what I mean? And, and then have a normal family life? You know, PTA, kids, station wagon, <laughs> SUV. Well, <clears throat> excusez-moi. Blurt it out. So God uses me to blurt it out. And, and I've got to talk about it. I've got to get to, down to the nub of this thing. And it has to do with history. In these different societies, and like I said, in Polynesian society, now if the Polynesians came from Asia or came from Mongolia on ship, you know, and settled in Tahiti and all that, you know, there's uh, ships that they believe came also to America and that became the indigenous um, from Mongolia down through uh, Alaska and Canada and, you know, settling into uh, North America. And then, and then there's also um, journeys long before there was ever a country here. Uh, there were journeys by the uh, Phoenicians. And I believe that the Phoenicians brought uh, Hebrews some, and they actually have a Ten Commandments right here in uh, Belen, just south of Albuquerque, off the 25. I haven't, you know, that'd be a good thing to go look at. But they, you know, and then we also had, you know, just talking about history, we had the uh, church here because of the Spanish, you know, the Spanish conquistadors who would, you know, who were trying to, you know, uh, they were here first, actually. And um, there was a lot of trouble, a lot of fighting, a lot of wars going on between different Indians and, you know, Pueblos and the Spaniard. Big thing in Santa Fe. Big lie about Santa Fe. Santa Fe is based on a lie. Complete, total uh, lie. And I found out firsthand why. Santa Fe is based on the slaughter of women and children. Not just any women and children, but, you know, Native American, you know, natives, indigenous ones. I guess they were here before the Spaniards. On the slaughter of those women and children. And then the covering up of it. And on top of that, if you go look at the Cross of the Martyrs downtown, it's a little pilgrimage you can take to walk up to the top in honor of 22, I believe it was 22 Catholic priests that were slain by those nasty Indians. Uh, you'll, you'll, if you knew the real history of that hill right there, up at the top there is the Alma compound where I, we landed there for a while, rented it for a while. And, uh, and I found out the whole story. And I'm not going to tell you how I found it out because it's, it's really bizarre, but uh, had it confirmed by people that know. You know, people that are, uh, that understand. In fact, the woman who built the place we were in, she was struck down in Tsuki by a truck. Just ran her over because she dug up the bones in the backyard to put a pool in. They're, these are like townhouses that are connected together, but somehow pools, they are kind of overlook Santa Fe. 
and they're on the hill of the Cross of the Martyrs. They're right there at the Cross of the Martyrs. So the bones she took, and she threw them in the garbage, and she or layered it over. You know, like she'd she'd take a hole in the backyard and just stick bones of children in there. And after she got struck down in Tsuki, which is uh, Pueblo, just about uh, Tsuki, um, you know, tribe, just uh, about, uh, you know, a few minutes north of Santa Fe. And she was struck down by a truck, but after that, she would walk the, the roof. And you could hear her walking, her footsteps, every frickin' night until we dealt with the situation, but every night. In fact, the guy who stayed on there, the widower, and he, his name was Max. Turns out he, Trish was, you know, we were pretty wild when we were there. I mean, I was screaming on the Zephyr report and just, you know, I mean, what, the way I am right now is like nothing compared to that. I'm not saying I was as accurate. I was not. But I was, my heart was in the right place. And the people there got pretty pissed. But Trish, one night, she goes walking on the roof over to the guy who built like three of these things. And he was having a backyard party with his kids, you know, and of course his wife was gone. She's the one who walked in the room. And he walks, she walks over there. She wants to give him a Zeph Report t-shirt, you know, a prayer response team t-shirt. And uh, he looks there, he goes, I heard you, I thought you were my wife. So he gets it too. And and there's more things, you know. I mean, there's a lot more things, things that fly off the walls, and you know, there's there's violence as well uh, in that uh, in that yard around that pool. It turned different colors, and eventually, I I'm I'm not going to go into my testimony about what I did, but God used me to clear that situation. And a lot of people jumped on me. And they said, "Clear the situation. You're demonic, Zev." There's no such things as people that, you know, die. They're not, you know, they're not hanging around. Those are demons. They're just fooling you. Okay, well, at least the colors stopped and the the footsteps stopped and the things flying off the wall stopped. So, you know, fair, fair price. Peace. So whatever I did, it must be awful to have peace. Maybe you just want war and pain and suffering. Why not just stab yourself then? Rather than stabbing everybody else. Don't don't line up them. Just stab them. You're not a real Christian. Well, some of us who have certain gifts that God can use will 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 be burnt at the stake by Christian. They can't have people who have any gift at all in the church. It threatens them. What if people start listening to you? What if you? Uh, if you're accurate. So anyway, good to remind myself of my mission here. My mission is really, there's nothing I can do about the mission God put me on. But around the world, I mean, I remember the, the, the reason society was banned from the U.S. was very well accepted in England. The, you know, the cult satire horror by Brian Usna, you know, you know, that I, that I created uh, in the first place. Um, uh, which was also a social satire. 
in its in, in early inception. Anyway, the the whole point is they, you know, because of the references to incest and various things, you know, um, a lot of interesting true things that got in there. And people seem to have no problem with it. They know exactly what's going on. How smart. Um, but it was banned because they did the, because of these taboo, because of the political incorrectness. And I remember the director, Brian, and I, and he told me the other day, he said, I thought society was going to be a big hit. You know, it became that a cult film over time, but I mean, it, it was, you know, shunned. So we didn't even have it here till like four years later. You know, it had a theatrical release in England and it was lying around the block. They couldn't get enough of it. But then again, they're, they weren't hung up on sex like Americans are. So this idea that there was open fondling of, you know, daughter and, 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 and you know, father and daughter or whatever, you know, just things like that. Um, the idea that there was an orgy and in, in a, in a, in a, in a murder sacrifice. The idea that these people could be, uh, could melt, could do things that normal human people couldn't. And that, that's... Uh, was a was a great idea that kind of really made the the whole third act work um but anyway as far as uh um today if you look at it it's nothing there'd be no re see they just wanted to shun it they just had they don't know why but it goes back to this principle you know it goes back to the profit principle no profit and and this goes if I were you know a craftsman that and I didn't write original material and I would just say oh I want to write a thriller so I'd follow three or four of my favorite thrillers get the structure line up the structure do the outline and make it something like that because I want to because I, now that's not going to be banned anywhere and that's going to be you know they'll they'll like that they won't you know, shun the person that wrote that, they'll see that they could make money with that. Ben's running around here crazy. So so here's the thing, but, you know, society was an original, you know, work and also kind of a work of art. And if you, you know, so it couldn't get arrested. You know, no profit, and this was, you know, I think something that Brian will have to learn um, as he goes forward, that, you know, because it was an original work, you know, when we, he did a lot of sequels, well, the sequels were always, always hit. He'd, you know, and he'd get good reviews, and you know, but but society, you know, ignored him. And then when it finally came back to the states, it started building a great following of the fans. The fans loved it. The fans here, the fans there. We just got back from a convention in Dallas, and we screened um, the Quantum Devil, which is, uh, you know, a Lovecraftian. Um, um, horror tale of, uh, of, of, of trying to get control of reality, of being able to control reality by, uh, with, uh, with, um, you know, uh, horrific means. And, uh, and it just happened that four losers wind up answering this, this, this letter to show up at this place in Eastern Europe. And it turns out they were basically invited there to be sacrificed. I won't say any more than that. You just watch it. But the thing is that uh, the crowd loved it. You know, I mean, it was completely packed. They loved it. At the Q&A, it was Larry and uh, the director and um, Tyler Tackett, the uh, lead actor, who is my favorite of all of, all of them. 
uh, he was there and he was, you know, and both of them were on stage throwing T-shirts. We had T-shirts, we had great T-shirts, phenomenal T-shirts by Joe the T-shirt guy. And throwing them out in the audience, they were just almost fighting each other to get them. You know, so that that's what happened with society. They, these these crowds and these, you know, comic cons and these, you know, horror, con- horror conventions and the film festivals, you know, went nuts over it. And that's why it broke. If that didn't happen, it would have never come to the United States at all. It was because the fans loved it. Same thing with Quantum Devil. They love it. The only thing that can happen, though, is that when you have gatekeepers... They want to, the, the, the public will love it if they could have a chance to see it. See what I mean? And, you, you know, so no prophet is heard in his own country. Can, no prophet can do a miracle in his own country. Absolutely correct. And that applies to, you know, anyone in the arts or anything that you create. Uh, that's just the way it is. And, and if you prophesy. I could sit here prophesying all day long, 100% accurate, and no one would even bat an eye. No one. No one here in this country perhaps in another country. Lord's calling me to be the more the desert prophet lately. That's what Rich Kelter called me. I'm going to go with that. Oh, no, he's calling me into another frequency, another thing. And uh, today represents the first installment of that new frequency. And that frequency is telling it like, not just like it is and just regurgitating what's wrong with the United States. No, we're going to the nub heart of everything that ever happened on earth. Beginning with the first thing. You know? I mean, the first thing. What does it mean that a cherub was in, you know, a war angel? That's how I always relate. I always see myself as a warring angel that's going to have this human experience, and I'm going back to my angelic self and then I'm going to come back here and I'm going to clean this place up. <laughs> it's just a fantasy, folks. I, I'm, I don't take it seriously. But it's one that I enjoy. I'm, oh, well, I'm convinced that there are humans that are angels, oh, absolutely, that, that are having a, a temporary go in this body to learn what it is to be human, to, to understand. Because they might not understand if they've never been here, you know, how it works that every door is shut, every way is closed, everything is a choke point. So how does anyone succeed? Well, either bow down to Satan or God has to work a miracle. You on your own? Not so much. That's why poverty is the number one thing in the world. Poverty is number one. Why is... We need to look at the history of poverty. Poverty was created by them, non-human intelligences, for control. And so they've impoverished the whole world. So the new world order has always been here. It's the old world order. The new world, there is no new world order. Anyway, that's stupid to even say that. There is no new world order. It's only the old order that's been here from the beginning. And like I said, if you didn't have a puritanical upbringing about sex, you could see the world much better. You know, without these strictures and rules and all the damage that the uh, United States church system, Protestant, Catholics, everybody since the Inquisition, uh, the, the, the Vatican, everybody has screwed it all up so that people are mentally ill. People are insane. And, you know, I mean, there was a movie that was out 
all out. There are some of you who I'm sure are fans. Remember the Stepfather series? I had a friend that was the, uh, like, you know, executive that green-lighted that, John. And uh, we used to play tennis together in L.A. And, and you know, I, I would see his movies, The Stepfather, and then tell him what I thought. I thought it was brilliant. But the first one was really brilliant. And it was basically, the guy was so puritanical, he became a monster that killed his family. Because he wanted things to be traditional. And no, this is a, a proper meal and the way you dress and... And he had all these sayings and these glib mannerisms, I mean, glib sayings from, from, and cliches from, you know, uh, like the all-American boy, like, like real America. And he turns out to be the monster. And um, I know it's a libtard's wet dream, but I tell you, uh, it goes for everybody. Um, the, 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 but what it shows is the hypocrisy of the entire system, education, history, uh, founding, um, direction, politics, all of it is a lie. Why? Because the underlying civilization is still there. The civilization that dominated the world, that created the Roman Empire, that created uh, you know, Genghis Khan, that created you know, Constantine, that basically created you know, warlords in, in China and Mongolia, Genghis Khan, blah, 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 the whole thing and the Caesars, and the this, and the that. The whole thing was run by what's underneath. It's the same identical culture that we have today. We're not trying to break down the barriers. Trish, you got to help us out. Okay, okay, I understand. If I didn't have these treatments I was going through, I probably shouldn't be getting my blood pressure up too high here, because I... My blood pressure was through the roof. Oh, yeah. My kidneys wouldn't even function. I couldn't do a CT scan because my kidney function was so low. But, see, I don't tell you that stuff. But, you know, I mean, someone said, well, there was a, you've had a miracle cure. Well, no, I had, I had uh, a, mer- you know, those things have improved, but I'm not back. I, my back is out in two places. I can barely walk. I've got to walk with a cane. If I've got to go uh, do medical treatments, I've got to be pushed by a wheelchair. It's really not, I had to go in a wheelchair to the uh, convention. And I'm not, you know, I didn't complain about it. I'm not complaining, but I'm just saying, you know, it's, yes, I do feel it's unfair, though. <laughs> and I, I really, really do. But at the same time, it's gotten me to look into uh, this whole thing about the United States history and what's missing, the underneath, the real truth, the real government. The real government, well, it's a shadow government. It's not a shadow. That's the government. What you have on the surface is the shadow government. It's not a government. It's just puppets doing what they're told. Actors on a stage. The real, 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 real thing of the United States is the shaft of Baal, the big dick, and the reflecting pool, and the oval yoni which is the ultimate pagan combo uh, for success, procreation, crops, human sacrifice, blah, blah, blah. The old way. It all represents the real culture. When you come here, and, and if you know anything about the real culture, and by the way, the real culture is ubiquitous. It's in every country. Every single country on earth and every single person on earth seems to be practicing the real culture. 
And if they're not, if they're uninformed or they're lambs or something, they're considered just stupid, you know, um, ne'er-do-well, you know, lowly jobs, slaves, you know, pay them no mind. Only the savvy and the informed are going to get anywhere in this society. Uh, You don't do it by having freedom, no, sir. You can have freedom exteriorly, and everyone will say how free you are so long as you're enslaved to the person that can make that happen for you, since you can't do that on your own. Or at least there's a rumor you can't do it, but if God makes it so, then you can, but then that makes everyone really mad. Really mad. Then they really want to get you. You hear me, Donald Trump? He may be a Mason, he may be a million things, but one thing he is, he's being persecuted. <laughs> no, he's not. He's, it's a secret plan. He's got a secret plan. This is all theater. And I'm like, well, you can say what you want, but let's just take it as theater then. The character that he's playing is basically young Goodman Brown. The character he's playing is Bartleby. The character that he's playing is Hamlet. The character that I could go on. The character that he's playing is Lenny. Not Lenny. What was that guy? Uh, 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 what was that guy? Not Lenny. The guy that was in, I don't mean the comedian. Um, the guy that was, uh, oh, what was that called? With Dustin Hoffman, where he played kind of a, uh, you know, either autistic or, you know, you know slow, handicapped um, guy. And he would, you know, it seemed autistic to me. Weatherman, was it? Or what was it? Uh, uh, Rain Man. Rain Man. How about that for memory, Trish? Rain Man. How, who had it? Any of you have it before I had it? Good for you. Then your synapses are really firing. Good for you. But anyway, so the underneath, by the way, is dictated by the innards, the inner world of ourselves in consciousness. And until and unless that's addressed, you see, here's the whole message today. Here's what I came to say. Now, you remember the stand. You remember when they finally got the country going again, you know, after all the death and destruction of, you know, this time, you know, almost everyone dying from plague and, you know. What did they do? They set up a democracy and, and, and somebody said, how is this any different than what led to the, to, to the genocide in the first place? We're doing the same thing, having voting. How many, how many eyes? I, I. How is that fair? The, you know, these votes can be bought off. The whole thing was going over again. They were going to take the country back and take it away from the corrupt people that brought all the poisoning and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the however it got loose and however it happened. They were going to be better than those predecessors. They're going to set it up the way it should be. First of all, a democracy where people vote. Wait a sec. That's what we just had. And it led to genocide. You know, it's, it's, King used to be brilliant. I mean, I, I, he got, since Donald Trump appeared, he got Trump derangement syndrome, and he just, that's all he can think about. Oh, yeah, they're all so titillated over that the indictments. They're just beside themselves. But, um, yeah, no, if you look what they hate. Because all these guys could be, you know, their passion was like, you know, making movies and, you know, all these actors like Vincent D'Onofrio and, you know, great actor. And, 
John Cusack. He was another, good, you know, I won't say great actor, but good actor. And, um, you know, and a lot of others, you know, you, you know, you know, Meryl Streep and, um, you know, what's her name? Uh, uh, um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and, um, you know, and then there's a lot of loud mouths too, you know, and then you've got the sort of pop world contingents of even Madonna is still out there kind of weird now and Lady Gaga, who is basically a militantly, a Democrat, a militant Democrat. I guess Democrat stands for LGBTQ only, pedophilia exclusively, um, no voting and no freedom and um, no property, no private property, and people do what they're told. Well, these elites get to be in the spotlight and run around on private jets and and going to the, the Seychelles and the Maldives and and just enjoying themselves while the poor folk of humanity suffer and they should have never been born anyway. So, you know, we, the celebrities, hate them, of course. And I've always hated them, and now we just we stick the rope out there, the velvet rope, and then we keep the heathen out and away from us, and we don't want them backstage either. It's one thing to have to sing to them, but that's it. You know, I, I don't want to have to talk to them. In fact, Marvel, listen to this. Marvel Comics has pulled, which one did it pull? I mean, he pulled one of its um, movie franchises because the audience was too conservative. I'll just let that one sit there. Uh, what's conservative mean? Conservative does not mean conservative. Conservative means not into the quasi magical secret society driven uh, cult of anti God Satanists. That's all I mean. All these people go to church and they wear crosses and they, they're just full of it. Persecution to them is having to do their you know do their nails twice in in one week. You know that's total persecution. Anyway, I don't you know no one can blame you if you don't like these people. <laughs> they're not likable. You know they're they're dictatorial and they 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 were but they were chosen you know because they would they would do a job and they would influence and they would say the right problem. So what were they told to say? These are all parrots. The latest one is Matt Damon and Ben Fleck Fleck. Ben Fleck. Well, Ben Fleck and, and Matt Damon, you know, good old boy, yeah, really made it big, um, put out some kind of a violent statement against Donald Trump. Like they were going to, they, they want to take him to prison and have him just raped to death or something. I didn't read it, but I mean, you know, it's, I'm completely disgusted because if you're lucky enough to make that much money and to be that elite and to be in the, in the in, you know, in the, you know, jet set golf club, you know, yachts and, hanging with the beautiful people and all that and you know you've escaped poverty and escaped your what your life would have been had you stayed back at home okay and they were lucky enough to be chosen to do that then when you get on the stage to talk to the public you shouldn't be taking sides politically because you have fans on both sides of any you know republican democrat independent you know different views that may not agree with yours so you 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 come with humility and gratitude that you were lucky enough to, uh, you, you know, to even get to that point, or you know, do something that all the other people, millions of competitors, they didn't make it, but you did. So you're humbled by that, and you make sure that humble spirit goes out there, and then you, you know, do what you can for humanity and give back. 
you don't create a civil war over a person. A person that's got 34 indictments, you want to punish them even more. See, I knew it would be anticlimactic. I knew after they punished Trump and they got all these indictments, I knew that it wouldn't be enough for them. They want more. They want him, like Mel Gibson, drawn and quartered in the public square, online, on, you know, on Twitter Live. And even that won't be enough. Then they want to go after anybody like him. And then anyone who, who thinks that way. And then finally, anyone who disagrees with them on any point. Including themselves being sacrificed, possibly. And that's what's called evil. E-V-I-L. And it's in the human being. And they don't even realize, none of these people realize it. It's not Trump they want. They want to kill. They want to murder. They want to rape. They want to torture. And they see it in their spirit. They see that kind of freedom coming to be able to do all that. And it's exciting the hell out of them. So that, ah, fuck this Trump. I'm going to get him. I'm, we're going to... We're going to really mess him up in prison. Now, hopefully he'll get Epstein. <laughs> but I want to, if it's going to happen like that, I want to be there to see it on that camera. <laughs> yeah, well, he destroyed democracy. He destroyed life on earth. He's the devil. Kill him. Okay, that right there is a very stupid, ignorant person, obviously. They may not have started out that way in life, but when you hate someone so much, it causes you to change and you become stupid and you become programmed and you become evil. And then you wonder why you've lost your wife, your kids, your house, and that'll be next for them. Uh, you know, again, another time, more, more than, you know, five times. Anyway, it doesn't really even matter. It's, it's just um, seeing people like that try to lecture to me, it just makes me want to bitch slap the fuck out of them, you know? I'm just like, how dare you? After you've had every privilege this country can afford someone coming out like that and just instead of having any kind of compassion, like I hope justice is done, let's, let's let the process work. And these, or even better, yeah, we know it's corrupt, they're saying, we know it's corrupt. We don't care. Get him. Well, that just throws out the window any reason I would have to respect Matt Damon or Ben Affleck for any reason or see any of their movies ever again. Why should I? You know, they, they, they just assume we're all dead. They want us all dead. Why should I see that? Why should I see that? If they want me dead, how can I sit with a big screen watching them? And who am I? I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I haven't been in any one of those for a long time. And I probably won't vote. I mean, at this point, I plan not to vote for anything. I don't, I'd like to give my, you know, I'd like to go to another country. I'm actually, I heard about a friend going, you know, to the Southeast Asia. Man, that seems tempting to me right now. I like to get out of here before that hammer comes down, you know. But probably ain't going to happen. I may be too old to do that. Besides, what would I be preserving myself for? Why not just go up in a conflagration, right? In a nuclear war. 10% <laughs> of the big guy. Can you even stand it? Just because, you know, Matt Damon wants to pressure me and wants to say that about Trump, that makes me want to vote for him. 
It really does. I want to vote for him. I want to take a selfie while I'm doing it. And I want to put a meme up there that's just like punching him in the eye or something with my, uh, with my have, have his face on the voting form. And every little dot I make just, just disfigures his face, you know, something. Why make it into that, Damon? You know, you live in Beverly Hills. You got this and that. And Affleck, too. Both of you have any kind of, you know, partner you want, any kind of woman, any kind of beauty. It's all at your fingertips, and yet you're just arrogant assholes. Why? Why would you do that? I don't care about Trump. We're not, it's, the issue isn't Trump. The issue is why would you be that way after being so fortunate? You know, I'd love it if you'd help out our children in Pakistan. They're starving in the streets. And they, they would fast and pray for you if you got sick. You know that? You'd just shit on them, I know, because they're, they're, they're untouchable, so they, they shouldn't even be alive. I know how, how elites get. I know how callous you get. I know how you look down on little people. And that's what they're doing, folks. They're looking down on the little people. They, us little people, you don't even know how to vote. We got to tell you how to vote. And all they do is they vote the way they're told to. And they do what they're told. They don't have one original idea in their whole head. And if you see the movie, if you want to see them in action, go watch. Well, don't pay for it. Not worth it. The movie Air with Michael, about Michael Jordan and the, and the, you know, and the Nike shoes. I, I don't even think you know, Ben Affleck can act anymore. I think he just phoned that in. I was a disaster. Same with Damon. They both looked awful. You know, and, uh, you know, it was a very big disservice to Michael Jordan, too. That was a big deal, that Air Jordan in the 80s. You know, that was a big deal. You know, anyone who was back in the 80s, remember, everybody had those Air Jordans, didn't they? That was a big deal. That was before we had all this cultural fighting. It was a big deal. And uh, Michael Jordan was a big deal. And so it's a big deal to land him at Nike and get, get that contract going, you know, and that was, that was, uh, took tenacity. How they could take an event, a whole exciting thing like that, and drab it down into this boring little, um, you know, character study, I have no idea. And, and, and the characters are totally unlikable. Again, they're successful. The, um, yeah, they had, you know, they, they had money, they had a job, they had this, that. They had all kinds of reasons to, you know, but, but they were just um, desperate in this sports thing. And it's, it's kind of like the same feeling I had where uh, I watched uh, Meryl Streep and The Devil Wears Prada. And although it was all good acting and everything, it was just, you know, it was dishonest about the way it really It's a lot worse than the, what was portrayed there. And, you know, you go to someone like Meryl Streep who's had every honor a country could bestow and all she can do is talk politics. And how awful people are who oppose her ideas. What, I don't know what her ideas are, but you know they have to be on the left because the people paying for them, the people who chose them, that's it's not like the left. It's the left meaning the left-handed path. Not politically, but it's a left-handed path that leads to sacrifice, right? It, 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 it's basically cold and calf. It's basically anti-God. It's basically the same people are on the depopulation uh, councils, right? Deplenish the earth! God said replenish, so what are we going to do? Before Adam and Eve, we had replenish, remember? But that never happened. The people rebelled. There never was a replenishing. 
all there was was complaining about overpopulation and how people are starving to death. The only reason they were starving to death is because they would be messed with by Westerners, by, by these people like Bill Gates, and, and fooled into, you know, not being able to... I mean, you see they're cutting farms and crops, right? Where there's starvation, there's, there's, there's um, um, you know, meddling, you know, by Western forces, by people that want to bring you this new world order, the people that want to bring you, um, you know, open human trafficking. What's wrong with pedophilia? The biggest sin of pedophilia is the trafficking and murder. 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 Adrenochrome. Murder. How many people are addicted to adrenochrome? What do you think? How many people that are elites that you watch on TV every night actually commit murder and, and kill children? I don't know the answer, but I do know from my own background that, uh, you know, elites, people of privilege, et cetera, they do, you know, they, they have, you know, the Satanism is there, and where there's that, there's sacrifice. I'm sorry. That's an awful thing they wanted to shield everybody from, just like, you know, they wanted you to think Santa Claus was real. So they shield everybody. Uh, but that those were the old rules. Now, sacrifice culture, pagan culture, was going on down with the Aztecs, and Mel Gibson covered that in uh, Apocalypto. And as things go down and get screwed up, they start sacrificing more and more people. In the West, we have wars. And we gun down innocent people, civilians, children, and much of that's going on with Ukraine. But Ukraine is also money laundering and you know the fat cats you know, taking what they can one last scalp before they pull the plug and go nuclear. Well, they'll go nuclear because people don't care. I think people want to die, in a way. I think a lot of people are tired of it. And they, but see, you, it's not the right attitude. The attitude should be, gee, I have a chance at life here. I can do what I want. But the people that want to die are caught up in the political arguments. And they just, every day, the same thing. They're just, they just don't want to, they don't want to get out of bed. They they don't want they don't want to breathe anymore. They don't want to see anymore. If they said you could live forever, and if you had to live with these people, these people that are running the planet, you'd say, I'd rather just take suicide, please. I don't want to live with you. I don't ever want to see you again. Because you're just a tool. You're not even human. You're just now a tool of your gods, your aliens who run you around like a uh, until you wear out, then they get a new one. Back when we did Lizards, uh, Rich Keltner and myself, um, it was years before people understood that the whole point was not just to deplenish, but to redo the DNA of human. And that was in the lyrics way back then. And we knew some of this from, you know, from occult studies and, you know, secret society studies. We, we, we understood they wanted to redo the DNA. They want to redo the DNA, and the main focus of the DNA that we, they want to redo is um, to eliminate the God gene, if you will, in the brain, to override that with a robot that will be obedient. Line from Girl Next, one of my favorite lines is, you know, Curiosity won't help you. Obedience will. 
understand? Oh, yeah, that's in Girl Next. And I have an update on that. I, I'm going to stop talking now. It's, you know, I, need to, I need to write this up and, you know, I want to, you know. I've got some really dark stories coming, you know, one involving Lorian West that's just so typical, but it but doesn't explain because it, it takes you into the ground and you're on the ground, you're an assassin, you're a, a CIA asset, and you're just learning that, you know, you've been double-crossed and you're about to be in the... Now you've got to survive. And all your guys next to you in the office, and they're plotting your end. And, you know, you, there's no way out. And the press is silent. Nobody cares. And what are you going to do? You know, fight back? <laughs> but you took the Kool-Aid. You took the paycheck. Time to take one for the team? No. Okay. God be damned. So Girl Next is... Um, and I want to talk about this because Girl Next is a... a, a Definitely an eye opener for those who uh, who need that. It's definitely it's definitely like it may not be a whole red pill, but it's definitely you know it's definitely the beginning of a red pill. You know, what I mean, it's a red pill. It's kind of a red pill movie. So you have to kind of have your eyes open to even understand. It's not an eye opening movie. It's a movie for those whose eyes have been open for a few years. Otherwise, people won't understand, especially Americans. So in Italy. It's being released by Weird Book, and it's being it's it's now it's a big news article, and I don't have it. Trish has it, it's on Facebook, but they just put out a big press release, and they're going full hog with. They have a new. I guess I'm the beginning this this novelization that I wrote, and then the uh, the DVD, which is an HD DVD uh, with Italian subtitles. And now I wish I had the book narrated, but I. The way I want to narrate is I want to pick a, an actor that I like. You know what I mean? Someone good. It, it doesn't have to be a professional, um, you know, face actor, but somebody that, that you know knows voiceover work and knows how to to really dramatize it. And uh, but anyway, so it was their idea. It was um, uh, the CEO of uh, Weird Book. His idea was to bundle the DVD, which we remastered. We did the sound on, and then and then. Um, we did uh, all the bonus features, and we did it. So it's not like Gravitas, those stupid idiot videos that they, they put a Blu-ray out and they put a HD out on Amazon. Don't buy that. I mean, I, you know, it takes money out of my pocket, but, I mean, we don't want you to be stuck with that, with a 720p. On a Blu-ray that's 720p is blasphemy. I mean, that's like, that's like blasphemy. That's a horrible thing to do to a person. So our Blu-ray is is uh, 2K, HD is 1080p, and so 2K would be double that, and uh, 4K is more than that. We don't need we don't need 4K. It's as sharp as 4K, and the sound is insane. Uh, so that DVD with the new artwork and whatnot, they're bundled with the Girl Next novel, and they're they're a book company. And so they got this thing going all over the place. The, the, the article that came out was saying, you know, and I'm not sure what publication put it out there, but, but uh, they told the public all about it and about Larry and me. Crazed House, joint venture with uh, Weird Book, but it's really Weird Book is quarterbacking it. And it's a big deal. Like uh, Italy is, you know, looking at 
oh my God, a new way. Because publishers would only put out books, and now here's the first time in Italian history they're putting out the book and the DVD together as collector items of what they're calling a smash hit because we won 80 awards. I know they tried to mess with our IMDb, but I, there's nothing I can do about it. They, they attacked us and they attacked us and they attacked us. And we tried to fight back and we tried to counter some of their stuff. And I realized I was futile and it was a mistake. And just, just um, they'll probably do it again too. You know, I mean, they, they don't do that overseas, but they do it here. They've done it to, I watched a movie last night. Um, it was okay. It was called, uh, what's called Sacrifice, I think. It was kind of clever, you know. It had Barbara Crampton in it, who's a really great actress. You know, the original, she was in uh, Reanimator, the original Reanimator. Anyway, um, you know, same thing. I looked at, you know, IMDb, IMDb smashed. I mean, everything that I like is, is, is smashed. And then it's like Chris Pratt is in, you know, Tomorrow's War, you know, or, or, or um, The Kill List or something like that, you know, 8.3. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, any movie out of Hollywood, you know, 7.2, 8.3. Every indie, you know, you know 3.0, you know, 4.2. And it just, it's, it's just, it's amazing, but it is uh, corruption, right? They don't want the indie around. They, they, they want all the money for themselves. But the problem is everybody hates Hollywood. Like that Air Jordan, I want my money back. That was a piece of shit. Well, I mean, it was watchable and everything, and it was competent, but it just, to me, it just like, the thing they wanted was to bring out the whole mystique of Michael Jordan and that time, you know, those times and all that, and just turned in this petty argument within some business. Seriously, it was, it was just, you know, anti, I, I think, you know, God is making them screw up all their all their film scripts. You know what I mean? Just it's it's almost like it's wrath of God. We'll talk about the wrath of God because the wrath has been here. We have miracle wrath going on, and uh, mir- what's miracle wrath is when God's people are like you know he he uses his people not to not to bother with them. I mean I know it hurts, and sometimes we bark back, and we're not supposed to really do that. We're supposed to rejoice when we're persecuted because we have nothing to do with them. We've been delivered. And the persecution proves that we are saved. We are taken. We are family. We are home. We are eternal. We are loved. We are blessed. So therefore, it's like, wow, cool, you know? And that's the right thing. But the devil can get under your skin and make you all ashamed. And it's a terrible struggle, you know, but God wants us to overcome that if we can. Anyway, so they made this um, press release in Italy about this uh, thing, and it's really becoming quite the rage, this idea of bundling the DVD with the, uh, the novelization, the book that's written after the movie, and they're bundled together. If you, if you watch the movie and then read the book, you get a full you know, uh, uh, experience of, of the characters. You know, some um, you know, LGBT folk um, really slam the movie Girl Next and we have a transgender individual you know that's the character who's it treated in a perfectly 
uh, normal um, way, the way, you know what I mean? And, and perfect, you know, perfectly accepted, perfectly normal, no, no, no weirdness of people that are hung up on sex, none of that, just in a normal way, in a, in a, like anybody else. And that should be lauded because that I thought was the goal. That's not the goal. That's not the goal. No, 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 no. And they took issue. They took issue with that role. And um, uh, they took issue with it. And, and they're wrong. They're 100% wrong. They're bigots. So LGBTQ is really homophobe and transphobe. And the proof is the way they just don't see the movie. Here we have Misha. And she is the most sympathetic character in the entire movie. If we had any problem with anybody or we're judgmental, because we don't do that when we create fiction, okay? We don't judge. We don't, we don't editorialize. We allow the characters to do what they're going to do, even if we don't like it. That's what, that's what writing is. That's what f- creative writing fiction is. And if you don't like that, if you're more of a control freak, then write history or something, or write a memoir. But, I mean, if, you do, if you're game, then these characters are going to come to life and they're going to do what they're going to do. Well, she was perfectly treated. She was, um, you know, tragically killed. And, um, you know, you really felt for her. And, um, but there was no, like, you know, time out. Let me explain to you. I was really a boy. Now I'm a girl. There was no need to do that with somebody in their, you know, 40s. Or whatever she is, 30s. There's no need to go back. There's no need to, in a shameful way, shamed way explain how you got here you don't owe that all you trans people you don't owe that to anybody if that's what you're going to do you know let that be between you and god yeah my opinion of it is you know i i resisted such uh attempts on on me back when i was a you know teenager because um you know i felt they were setting me up for a sacrifice so i'm I was afraid of that, but they were pushing the whole thing, the same stuff. Tried to sell me into a brothel in, in West Hollywood and all that, and they were just excited about how much money I could bring in. I don't even bat an eye at it. You know, That could have happened, too, and if that happened, I would then be having to make my way out of that, but I'd still be forgiven. I mean, it would be no problem if I'd wound up there rather than ICU. <laughs> I guess what makes sense to me is just, you know, doesn't make any sense to anyone else. The other thing I really hate is I hate these people that say cisgender and then they have this boomer thing. These people they call boomers, they don't like it because they have ideas and they have history and they have they remember what happened. And, you know, they're tools of, the, of, the, of their, um, you know, of their forked tongue god and so they're going to try to prevaricate so there is no history for anyone. It's all fluid and it's all right now. Bullshit. Our entire history of the earth, we have never, ever gotten rid of evil. We have never gotten rid of the secret underground societies that, that run our society today. We have never gone after the um, you know, human trafficking and all that, which has been going on for thousands of years, unabated, we have never, ever done any... That, that's what's eating us alive from the inside out. The real culture, the real history, the real truth. Who we really are. What's underneath our feet? We say hell is down there, no? The controllers are down there. 
They're controlling society, trying to make you think you've got this, you know, um, constitutional republic when, and, and, or democracy when you don't have any of those things. You have totalitarianism, and, and people are trying to fight against that, but in order to do that, you can only have... It, the only way that can even be thought at all is with God. Without God, there can be no fight because there'll be no victory. And what does God want you to do? Basically, he wants you to graduate, you know, from this situation. He wants you on a higher frequency. He wants you gone from here. He wants you delivered from this. That's why they call it deliverance, because you're not, he doesn't want you fighting here in the streets with people that are, you know, just an endless array of violence signifying nothing, just screaming and yelling for no reason. There, nobody's going to win the argument. No one's going to win the argument. So me, what I'm going to do is I'm focused on the aliens now. I'm focused on what, uh, you know, I'm focused on Enoch. I'm focused on the throne of God. I'm focused on, well, okay, what's up on the agenda? What's coming? Why are you allowing this stuff to be seen now? Who's pulling the strings? And what I find is that everything that we see is God's will. Everything that happens is already God's will. So what is God measuring? What's God actually doing? What is God doing right now? He's testing who's a coward and who is a, you know, is a hero. Who's a coward and who has courage. That's what he's doing. Don't, don't have a look to Ezekiel or anybody else. You have me saying it. He's doing that. Who's a hero? Who's a coward? And a line is being drawn between the two. It's not really even sheep and goats anymore. It's not like people that are lambs over here, people that it's not it's, it's, it's not so much a typology. It's did you do you have enough faith in God to be courageous? Because if you have faith in God, it's not your courage, it's God giving you courage so you can face it. And what do you face? Extreme criticism, becoming a social pariah. I mean, the re- one reason you write in the horror genre is because you can get all at all this stuff in the horror genre without become without getting chastised. If I didn't do the horror genre, I wouldn't be published at all. You know, I don't I don't have the luxury of doing a nice drama with Ben Affleck, even though I could outwrite him a million ways a Sunday. It doesn't matter. He's going to have that position. I'm going to be relegated to horror and sci-fi, which is fine. I love horror and sci-fi, and I love the fact that I can write the real truth in, in horror. And so, you know, there's a lot of horror movies that are like showing sacrifice to gods. And, you know, the one I watched last night called Sacrifice, it was sacrificing to a god in, in, the, in the lake. You know, absolutely. At least it's, it's based on some truth. And one of the more horrifying, uh, you know, stories I saw was uh, Midsummer, and uh, man, that was really scary. But because it was really real, so here we have horror being a, being a roadmap to reality. What I would do in horror coming up is really the same thing. I have characters that want to rule the earth, characters that want to rule eventually rule the aliens, and and they get this drug, this thing that breaks the quantum realm. They get it from the aliens, you know? They get it from, from, 
you know, a force out there that if they want you dead, you're just dead on the spot. I mean, you, you know, these are these are serious people who are running the earth. I mean, they are serious. And they're kind of like right now ready to harvest, meaning collect the seeds and, you know, DNA, all that, you know, and just sweep it dry. And so I'd, I'd um, writing about those things is a very exciting because I don't have to deviate much from the truth to be able to write. I can write a lot more truth than if I wrote a drama or say somebody is a, has one political bent, somebody has another, they read the news, they interpret the news. All those people are full of shit. And the reason they're full of shit is because the news is full of shit. The real story is what's going on underneath our feet. What's been going on for thousands and thousands of years, being regulated by off-world beings that are not human. That's the story. That's the, you know, and the greatest story ever told is Jesus. Put those two things together, and you've got yourself an epic, an amazing, an amazing situation. But not if you keep focused on petty things. And this, it, you know, seeing Geraldo and Ben Affleck and, you know, and of course the typical TDS people are like you got uh, Rob Reiner and, you know, what's his name? Uh, you know, um, you know, John Cusack and Vince D'Onofrio and, you know, just a whole, pl- everyone in Santa Fe and, you know, the, and everyone that's like, they're misinformed. They go, do you know anything about COVID? I don't know anything except you're a bigot. Why? Because you won't, you won't wear a mask. You're a racist. You're white. You should, shouldn't even be born. Is that what we think in Santa How come all you people in Santa Fe are white and you say that? How come you white people are telling all white people to die when you're white? Well, because, you know, <laughs> I become a slave to anyone with color. It's like I become a slave to all women. Uh-oh. He, Trish... Do you know that if you don't shut this door and lock it, that um, rattlesnakes can get in? And they have in the past. So my point is, you know, unless we deal with the actual flow of history and the prophetic of God in the, in the light of rea- actual reality, not, not wish for reality or pieces of reality or bits and pieces of mumbo-jumbo that make no sense. Unless we deal with the fact that what we see is troublesome now has been going on from the beginning and we never did anything about it. Unless we can see that and address that. And how do you address it? It's easy. You address that by looking within yourself. Oh, I'm evil. I'm, I'm also good. But I'm the mixed bag. I'm why this is mixed. It's a reflection of what's inside me. Exactly. So how do we fix it? We must ask, beseech the Lord. We've got to beseech God to fix it. I need to be fixed, Lord. Could you fix me? Could you fix everyone listening, please, Lord? Could you show them that the trouble with the world is within us? If I change what's within me, the world would change. Physics 101, Oppenheimer. Micro, macro. Atman equals Brahman. Upanishads, Vedas. 
Same truth. <laughs> I'm not going to play this game. Oh. Well, he's... I wish I could, you know, walk better because I would be able to really... I'd be really walking him right now, but I'm... They have me, um, you know... I. It's just so frustrating. Well, let me continue, though. The good news is that I'm, you know, totally alert and awake, and I haven't been that in three years. The good news is my, what what do you call it? Um, Fatigue syndrome? I was cured. Right? Trish, you see it? See the same thing? That my chronic fatigue syndrome, which was really getting bad, uh, it's cured now. So that was a miracle healing, and that that what, what was causing that was my kidneys and being you know backed into, but that caused my chronic fatigue, and it it manifested itself by my falling asleep um, on and off all day long, una- unable to really function, and um, you know at first I thought it was one thing, I thought it was another. We finally find out. That when the, as the kidneys have gotten improved and they're, they're, they weren't destroyed, so that means they can improve. Um, you know, it's funny how one of the symptoms of kidney damage is um, fatigue and unable to keep your eyes open, you know, sleeping and, you know, appetite, just different things happen. And, um, you know, when you take that away, uh, it's, it's not, not right away, but slowly over time. Uh, I have completely awakened. Yeah, it was really uh, becoming problematic. And boy, oh boy, I'm glad that uh, we went. Larry finally convinced you to go see Dr. Sun. Yeah, no, Larry convinced me. Larry, our director of Crazed House, he convinced me to go see Dr. Sun in Houston, who is a, you know, a lovely guy and um, young, young man, very... Uh, Excited like a kid about about his work is a gastro guy, a GI guy, and um, that's where we started. And then we wound up with uh, another doctor because after he did a endoscopy and a and a, a CT scan and determined that really there was nothing wrong there, and and um, the the poisoning I had when I was uh, in 1997, I was poisoned by. I God, it's hard to even say it, but by my, I guess it would be my mother's servant and her, both poisoned me in 1997, and it's hard to look at your mother as a murderer of you, you know what I mean, and still love her. But anyway, she, um, my my the lining of my um, misspoke on the documentary, and documentary Trish said the lining of his stomach wall, but it's, it, we thought it was the stomach wall, but it was the esophagus. Um, you know, it, it opened a, a wound. And it's, it's actually, uh, Dr. Sun actually d- diagnosed it. And we have pictures. Yeah, we actually have pictures of it from the endoscopy. It's awful. It's a big sore. It's, um, it's, called, um, it's called on, you know, if you look it up online, the diagnosis is it's called Barrett's esophagus. And I've kept it at bay. Uh, the reason I haven't died, so there's people that have this only live 22 years. And let's see, 97, 2007. Oh, it's about my turn to die now. Oh, no. 
according to the you know according to the to to the stupid internet which is pretty unreliable but the thing is is that um it can be kept at bay with keeping the acid in check and not having a hit because what happens is the acid kept hit, hitting it with acid reflux because it's, it's a it's a form of GERD and whatever and what happens is it um it is like acid on a wound it feels like someone shot you with a gun and if you keep doing that if you keep allowing that to happen it will go to cancer it will go to um you know irreparable i mean it's repairable but they would have to resection it that means they'd have to operate and uh, cut a piece of the esophagus away where the sore is and then re- resection a piece of stomach uh fashion that into uh, that piece of the esophagus sew it together in the hopes that it will function uh without the sore without the you know but by then um or you can control it with medication. But anyway, the point is, I got my I got my answer. Yeah. I always thought it was a hiatal hernia. It was not. I misdiagnosed it completely, but I I didn't have the tools they had. Um, they uh, they almost didn't do it because my um, heart rate was so high, my blood pressure was so high, and my kidney function was so low. But they went ahead and did it anyway, and um, we got our answer. And you know, it's 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 funny. Since those times in the, in the 90s, there's a guy across the street. Now, this is a true story. I'm suffering with this to the point where I can't even walk, you know, and I don't know what to do, and I just feel like if I go to the doctor, they're going to kill me. You know, I had this real paranoia at the time after this happened. So across the street was a doctor, and he was in charge of all the meds of Los Angeles, all. And he was a Pakistani guy. I th- think he's probably passed on now, but he was, um, um, you know, a fairly good guy, but definitely, you know, in opposition to us. But he, in exchange for my cutting these trees, that say he blocked his view. These, these I don't know what they are. They're like they're tropical trees over in front of the house. And if I would cut those trees, he gave me this drug that was not even over the counter at the time called Prevacid. And I forget, some parole thing. And and they were not like over-the-counter. It's it different dose, different everything. But they had just come out at that time in, in 1998. And so he, he kept me, you know, probably kept me from real damage with that because that stopped any kind of, um, uh, you know, continued damage because the acid would keep tearing and tearing and tearing until finally... Yeah, you you wind up dead. So, uh, you know, that kept me going. I didn't see any doctor then. And every once in a while, I kept, I'd stop, you know, the meds and then try to find some natural way to take care of it. But I knew when it started hurting again, I knew that I had to flip back because if I let it get hurt, then I'm also allowing damage, which will lead to much more serious. So, no, the good news is the way that I managed it all those years from free, and then eventually they came out with Prevacid over the counter, which is um, is a time release thing, but it's still the same stuff. The point is, is that over the years, God put that guy right there. That guy was right there across the street, and he came and he slapped the. He said, he said, here, this is what you need. Slapped it in my hand. I took it. Pain gone. And he finally did admit on our very last night there. Wally, they, we called him Wally. His name was Walid. Walid. Got him Wally. Walid. 
Ah. He admitted that your God is the correct God. Your God is the right God. Correct. The correct. Correct. That was correct. But the correct prior God. Prior to that, he would argue. They would have arguments out in the street. Yeah, we'd argue in the street. And when his son came over to visit, and I was talking to him, he pulled his son away from me. He he literally, he literally pulled him off the street. He didn't want him talking to Seth. No. So anyway, the bottom line is though, God put him right there and. Without seeing a doctor all those years until Dr. Sun, um, I was able to, to get by. And I tried all kinds of, you know, oils and peppermint oil and this oil and that oil and uh, homeopathic remedies. And we did uh, an amoxicillin run where you do two weeks of that. And you do clothromycin, amoxicillin, whatever. And after two weeks, um, you take uh, Prevacid for another, like, week. And then you stop everything. And supposedly it's fixed. And it never did, never did get fixed. And um, but here's the point: what I needed to 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 survive was handed to me without any doctor, without any any knowledge of anything. And now, as I look back on it, when I got diagnosed, it was still manageable, which is unheard of. By then, something bad should have happened. So. Um, I credit God with that. Whatever, and you know, and I'm open to any homeopathic, any any uh, you know, uh, you know, naturopathic, any any uh, herbal. You know, I've done all those, done everything you could do, and um, you know, it it uh, it's very stubborn. The, the only thing I could do that I haven't done is allow them to do surgery and take out that piece with with that Barrett's esophagus, you know, piece and resection it. And um, I opted not to do that back then because it's a very dangerous operation. You know, go in and cut cut your esophagus and then, you know, so I've had, what I've had to do is I've had to, um, you know, put up with uh, the handicap of not being 100% in that area and, and just live with that. Uh, the, the people that get resectioned they don't always come out okay. And the reason they don't come out okay is because the scar tissue ends up blocking food that's going to go down your esophagus into your stomach. It's the, the, the scar tissue from the surgery sometimes can be as bad. But um, I'm still, you know, I tried Colonel Joe's oxalic acid. I tried, um, uh, I told you, the moxicillin, clarithromycin, prevacid combo, uh, which usually gets rid of any kind of ulcer, H. pylori, all that. We tried, um, anyway, it was given to me through poison, and the kind of poison they would use to um, create something like that would be any household uh, item, uh, any, any, any kind of thing, that, you know, cleaner, uh, you, you know, things like, um, you know, acetone, anything like that in your food or whatever would, would create that, that uh, could create that situation. You know, it's, it's a very strange what, what happens, it's, 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 but uh, I may at one point get rid of it because the, 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 the new therapy I'm trying, stop pushing it, get over it. Um, I'm trying, Dance is just, he's just punishing me for not being here that, for when I had to go away. But anyway, the, the other thing though is that there is a cure in this sense. Um, 
from what I understand, if you take raw milk every night, you know, you can, um, you know, so that raw milk plus not the prevacid, but, but it's another one that the doctor put me on. I, I can't pronounce the name right now. Omeprazole or something like that. And if you take warm milk every night, he says that'll cure it. So I, I think there's some, that means we'd have to find a, uh, there's like a hundred places around here that offer raw milk, like a gallon of raw milk for a dollar, for five bucks. You know, and it's better for you anyway. So I'm, I'm looking into that, Trish. Yeah. See, and that's, uh, and I've read, I've read, no, I've read this, I, I read studies. I, read, I actually read technical manuals in medicine now. I've had to because of my, you know, condition and, and trying to figure it out. We went into the doctor, thought it was one thing, gastro thing. So that was cleared, colon, all that. Uh, prostate size even was, you know, considered to be normal, liver, all that. So then, you know, it wound up being uh, urine retention was my issue. And so it's either the bladder not functioning or the prostate, one or the other or both. And, um, you know, years of that, you know, led to a, a near-death experience. And, you know, because of my blood pressure and, and the uh, kidney failure that was coming any second, <laughs> like within a day or two of my having uh, checked in. So God was good there. God got this thing done at the last minute. And I did everything I could over the years to stop it. But when I started falling asleep, I thought it was just a cognitive thing. I thought it was... Uh, Age, I thought it was, um, you know, an onset of dementia. I, I, I thought a lot of things. And then, um, you know, I was concerned, and then I found, uh, I thought it was narcolepsy. I thought it was sleep apnea. I thought it was liver toxic, toxicity since I drink, and I thought that was probably something. I thought it was... Um, Anything, every, everything I thought was wrong. What it really was, um, you know, had to do with the, uh, with the kidneys being, you know, the urinary tract being backed up and then backed up into the kidneys. And, and, uh, and yet when they tested my blood, here's another miracle. No UTI infection and no bladder infection. And they 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 didn't test my blood for that. They test they did a urine sample, but I could barely pee at that point. Even give them a sample, I just gave them a little bit because it was just. And yet I had gallons in me, so obviously there's a problem there, and we we have to solve it. I'm not people that think it's a miracle cure. I'm alive, but I have to come up with something that works. Um, you know that. Uh, you know decisions have to be made in the future. Uh, yeah, I intend to completely heal and be, you know, back in, uh, you know, I intend to be back in the, uh, in the gym lifting weights and stuff. You know, that's where I intend to go. But I can't do that right now. I have the enthusiasm to do it, and I don't have this tired thing. Yeah, if your kidneys get start getting backed up or in trouble, you start getting tired. So that's another thing to check. The only way they can check that is, is with a urologist, men and women. A urologist is the only way you're going to be able to check that. You give them a urine sample, and they can they can they can they deal with kidneys. The kidneys produce the urine. Urine goes into the uh, urine goes into the bladder. The bladder has to, if you're a man, has to talk to the prostate, tell your brain, "Uh oh, I gotta go," and then it goes through the prostate and then out the penis. 
And, um, and that's the deal. So is it the prostate blocking it or what, or is the urine or the bladder or both? If the, the bladder is like a muscle and if it gets worn out, it doesn't push out enough pee. So it starts backing up and if it gets, you know, it's like a balloon. If it gets big enough, then it just stops functioning. And then you have to, you know, wear catheters and find ways of getting the urine out because your bladder is not able to function as a, a tight muscle anymore because your prostate acted up. And because of your prostate, now your bladder's in trouble, which shouldn't have happened. For 20 years, I've had prostate issues and I've taken care of it through uh, natural medicine. Not one of those natural medicine. I even tried some of that radical stuff, that radical uh, chlorine treatment. Remember that? MF, MS2, what was it called? M something. Uh, you remember. And that just about killed me. It did no good whatsoever. Um, uh, you know, selenium and beta cytosterol and all those and uh, all the prostate medicines didn't do anything. In fact, maybe made it worse. Um, vegetarian diet with carbs and sugar didn't do a thing. Starving the sugar, you know, going the other way um, and taking lots of oils, lots of parent essential oils. That is how I held it at bay for all those years. Drinking uh, also helped to open up the prostate. But then, see, we weren't looking at the uh, bladder because we don't have instrumentation to do that. So when you go see the doctor on this stuff and they try to put you on a drug like Flomax or these drugs or whatever, it's like that drug will ruin your life. You know what I mean? And they're trying to you know, make it convenient for you, but the drugs ruin your life. The, the antibiotics ruin your life. The, the, it, it's weird. The drugs hurt you as well as help you. But so they tried to do that to me, and I, I refused it. So now we're kind of at a... Now we're going to go with round two and see if we can um, um, and, and, you know, do uh, what's called urodynamic testing on the bladder, see if that works. So that's the nitty-gritty of where I'm at. And, um, you know, he was thinking, well, with what happened, you probably blew your bladder, so you're screwed, buddy. And that was the attitude back then. I'm sorry that was the attitude. Here, take some drugs. And, you know, here, have a catheter. Take these drugs. And, uh, you know, come back and see me. You know, we'll do testing, but I doubt I'll do any good. I mean, that's... And they're so wrong. God can heal, but he just, you know... I mean, all the praying I did about the whole prostate thing, nothing worked, not anything worked, but diet was the only thing that worked and kept it at bay. However, that kind of diet is hard on the kidneys. So here we are again in this vicious cycle. And um, it's... uh, I'm not going to go into this detail anymore, but just just, just put it this way, because I know, you know people who hate me are probably cursing my kidneys, and, and Lord, I, I, I give over my entire health issue to you in Jesus' name, and I cover myself with the blood of Jesus and all the health issues and all the doctors, even if they're ignorant, and Trish and everybody and the whole audience, Lord, that you would uh, take what was intended for harm and lift me up and make it for good. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, I have to pray for myself on this because, like I said, there's a lot of people that, that for whatever reason, um, they don't like, you know, what I say online and they, uh, 
they don't like the um you know the the, the lamb signature you know they don't you know when asked uh what they prefer they prefer murder and thievery and so give us jesus not Bar- uh give us barabbas but jesus didn't do anything wrong barabbas is a, you know a thief a murderer thief a criminal give us biden give us biden give us epstein You know, and throw anyone of God into the brig forever and make them eat urine and feces for their communion and tell them to then worship you by licking your feet. If that doesn't kill them, we'll think of something worse to do to them. Well, that's lovely. Isn't it a wonderful world? So, the world side does that. And those who are aligned with it, the influencers, the artists, the entertainers, the athletes, and all the little candy that you see, plus all the CEOs and all these people, Bud Light, they're all down with the whole thing. They're all together. Bud Light, don't worry about the money, Bud. We'll cover you. We have quadrillion dollars. We'll cover you. Just keep doing the same thing. Double down now in Pride Month. Here's what they need. They need to get rid of the the Pride Month idea and put the word humility, Humility Month. We should all be humble and then we'd be more loving to each other. But no, no, we have to have this. And because the children and a little older can't understand and don't and are taken in by everything that glitters, which is not gold, and believe what they're told by propagandists, we have this horrible, horrible awful world which we knew the, the, the administration would do and joining the administration is all of Europe, the European Union, all the all corporations in the world you know and there, there are no mega corporations that are just Christian corporations I don't think um, and, and when I say Christian I, there's a problem there Christian means industry it's Christ, that's, that's fine, but it's Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is not a person, and yet he is. They know Jesus so well, don't they? They know scripture, they know Jesus. Everything they do and every ritual they do, do you know that it's against something that they can find in the Bible to do? The big one being replenish the earth. I mean, that's not a commandment, but it's an edict, right? It's like, I'm going to put you people here so you will replenish. In other words, fornicate with each other. Have babies, lots of them. And the world will take care of you. And that's what I want to see. Okay, so man comes along. I want to rule the earth. All you have to do is stop them from having babies and you will rule. Ah, yeah, man. So now the birth rate of the United States, of the citizen here, is below the replacement rate. I said the birth rate of the United States is below the replacement rate. The immigrants coming in will take the place, will replace. The, 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 the word I received, a prophetic word by the Almighty God in 2004 was replacement. 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 
And um, that's exactly what you see going on. Low birth rate, high abortion rate, influx of immigrants being trained to take over the jobs. The, the, the illegals that came in um, to Waco, Texas, when we were there overnight, they were brought in and trained. They were being trained for government jobs. In other words, they were getting the jobs from construction. They were brought in by contractors. They had classes on down the hall from us at the hotel at the Marriott court, Courtyard Marriott. They, um, you know, all of them got bags of stuff. And they're, where are they driven? They were all driven to their job. In other words, they were being trained to go on construction, trained to work in government construction, government jobs, private, private contractors. That's what they're doing. They're bringing them in to do those jobs. Well, no, the people that are here applying for the jobs are being rejected. They're being replaced by these people right now. So people say, replacement is happening, is wrong. No, they're being replaced today, this moment, this second. We've seen them. They're getting trained, and they have a, a head honcho, and they're all government workers. They're all, um, you know, um, NGOs. And basically, they're all, all of these white trucks, and they bring them in. And they stay at the hotel, and they get trained, and they have, you know, and after the training session, they're taken to their, they're given a place to live, they're take, and they're given the job, and they need these jobs at Amazon, construction sites, all, all over the place. They don't want Americans to apply, because these people apply for these jobs, it's more money than they've ever had, they're stoked, and they're being, you know, uh, also indoctrinated as the kind of citizen that is wanted by the global community, and they become these citizens, and that's um, who they are. They're not being trained for lowly work. They're being trained to be the head contractor. They're being trained to be the CEO. They're being trained to take over. But now they're beginning with replacement, and these jobs are great. These construction jobs are paying a lot. Six figures. You know, mid-six figures, some of them. Low six figures, most of them. But, I mean, that's, that's what they're getting. And, you know, we saw the training session. When we asked them, what are you guys doing here? Uh, they said, that's none of your business. So you know they were felt guilty. So that's, you know, by the time people are ready to start fighting this, it will already be done, finished. By the time Biden's term is over, they will have already replenished with their people the United States, it will be over by then. So then having a, a putting up a wall at that point is, uh, who, who needs one? They're already going to be here and they're already going to be replacing. Same as the Babylonian captivity. The, the you know, Israelites were taken out of their homes and, and taken to captivity of Babylon. Foreigners got their home. They were replaced. Those homes didn't just sit there. They were replaced. The same thing happened here. And in two years from now, people say, we finally got a president who'll do something. It's too late. They already replaced everything. We're not, you know, I thought we were winning. Well, yeah, because if you keep buying supplements and, you know, I don't know. I don't see what's winning. What is winning? If we never address the evil within ourselves, what's winning? We're just going to continue to do the same mistakes over and over again. This time, we, if, if, if the patriots win, they'll 
get corrupt just like they were before. It's just an endless cycle until we finally face that demon within us, that, that, that horror within us, that thing within us that wants to tear down progress, wants to tear down good works, and wants to tear down you know, people that have a, a, you know, a, a calling of God, that wants to tear down anything and everyone that's any good and replace it with filth. You know why? Because at the end of the day, they're losers. Look at the American military. Is that a joke or what? That is the big... But it's the most powerful military on earth, and yet it's a, it's a clown show. It's, they're, they're, if they walked by, you know, uh, you know, goose-stepping or whatever, whatever the new thing they're going to do, am I going to salute them? No, I'm not going to salute the U.S. military the way it is right now. With a guy like Lloyd Austin in charge or that other loser, uh, Mark Milley. Mark Milley, I mean, th- this guy is like one of the... To be in the military, to have, be a military strategist, you have to be intelligent. You can't be dumb. You can't be a programmable robot. You have to be a person. So that, so there goes the Joint Chiefs of Staff. So the, the inmates are running the asylum. You know, if there ever was a war, we would not win. So, unless we just fired nukes. We could win by losing, I guess. But, so, because all those avenues are blocked for me, I have no way with the military, I have no way with the United States, I have no, no friends, really, that are in, in high places here that are, that, are, that are dug in. I have all kinds of friends who are, you know, just waking up now wondering what the hell happened. But we, we have to realize that since the, all those avenues are closed to us, we have no way forward, then we have to double down on God because God's going to be the only way for transformation. And if we transform out of this frequency and into the next one, we will see a different result because every frequency brings different results. So we need to start working on that, on that interior world of ourselves. We need to progress that way. And I just want to say that I don't hate anybody, and I certainly don't hate, you know, these various activists and that think they're making the world better. My objection is that they're making the world worse. They're, they're, they're celebrating evil. Uh, they're selfish and narcissistic. And they have bad intention for um, human populations. They want populations dead. So, yes, there's a problem there. Do I forgive them? Of course I forgive them. I forgive everyone. How's that? Every single person. Um, you know, not only do I forgive them, I'd help any of them if they needed any help. But the one thing I won't do is change my truth to make them feel better. And the other thing that's false is they think that I'm attacking them because I'm saying a true thing. Because if your world is based on all lies, anything of the truth, you'll feel as a personal attack, right? And you want to snuff it out. I'm attacking no one. The truth is loving. The truth is light. The truth is healing. And after the physical ordeal I've just been through and I'm going through now, I don't have time to deviate from God or the truth. God is an enigma. Jesus is the ultimate enigma. The people that are you know, down on Jesus, don't know Jesus because an enigma can't be known too easily. 
you have to be very intelligent. In fact, the intelligence that we have, the native intelligence we have as humans on the earth is incapable of knowing Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit to actually know Jesus and realize that Jesus is an enigma because of the paradoxical, as- paradoxical aspect of being the, the um, you know, before and after and during and, you know, being, being uh, you know, all, all knowing, all existence, the Alpha and the Omega, the living water, the, 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 the final destination, the, 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 the beginning uh, of, of the journey and the final at the same time. And so when we see all those aspects, we go, well, that's not a human being. What is that? Well, it's called the way. It's a way. It's a, it's a path, but it's really, what it has to do with is basically burning off the ignorance, which is within us, the way we perceive the world is ignorant, and getting to that higher frequency that um, takes care of a lot of the base stuff. I mean, a lot of the base stuff is kind of hard to watch. I don't watch it anymore. The, you know, there's always somebody stabbing someone in a mall now or, you know, all this stuff to make people scared. It's all propaganda. And I want nothing to do with it. I just, what I want is basically to, I realize now all the doors are closed. All the exits are closed. Everything is closed. So I must, so the only move I have, I only have one move. And that just, you know, not just let God take over, but to lose my own resistance to God. To get on that frequency where it's just a fluid motion. A fluid motion. It's not, do this, son. Oh, yeah, God. You know, no, it's just, mm, you know, just a fluid motion. It just, there's no, subject-object relationship. It's just move, move. And then there's no need for analysis. You know, which I, I just spent all this time in analyze and realized that anybody that opposes me, no matter how articulate I am, will never, ever, ever, ever get it. You know what I mean? If they're, if they're really entrenched in their position. They won't get it. It won't make sense. If someone is questioning their position and not completely solid there and they hear something I have to say or, or others, uh, there might be a seed planted that, that might grow into an emancipated, emancipated person that is actually beyond this um, flesh. If I'm an eternal being, and I am, and I always have been, you don't start... Anything. You don't, you know, eternity is not something you start in later on. There's no starting or stopping in eternity. It's, it's just on. You've either been there forever or you've never been there. It's one or the other. I think a lot of times the eternal state is what gets confused as heaven. And heaven was put up as a mythological fairy tale type of thing to get people into it. But I think what, what, um, what it's all about is freedom. But it's it's very enigmatic, you know, to see you you give to people, you know what I mean, and then there's there's more. You 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 help people, and then there's more. You know, that that God is rewarding people that that uh, you know that 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 that, that um, you know make use of their time and do something. For others, we see that God likes that. And 
you know, the other thing is try not to come to conclusions because God is fluid. And therefore, God will, you know, determine, will change things. And I predict there'll be a lot of change the next month. A lot, a lot, a lot. By the time we hit August, the stage will be set for incredible things. And uh, with that, just really, I'm trying to move myself here. My back went out in two places, lower and middle. Middle was right in the diaphragm. Yeah, it's just like, uh, I'm trying not to be hypochondriac, but, you know, it's just a lot, it, it all at once it hit me. It's it's crazy, you know? And, uh, um, you know, I like to find that Kelly song. That Does anyone remember the name of, uh, not Convocation, but it was, uh, shoot, it had to do with uh, frequencies. And uh, I'd like to know what it is. I wonder where it is. Um, I, yeah. You know, I was, I was going through this. I'm going to find it right here at the so-called the end. I'm working on something right now, but it's 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 really angry, really got it on. I, it, I just it's just noise, um, but I'm trying. I'm, I'm doing the cool factor now. You know, it's basically just screaming at the uh, the way things are. Hmm. Do you remember that song? What it was called? Do you remember it? Ah, what is the name Look of it? Look on her SoundCloud. It's not Convocation. Uh, hmm. All right. I'm not going to find it. I'm going to put something else on. What was it called? It was called... Uh, what was it called? Look on her SoundCloud. What do you mean? Kelly's. Hmm. Okay. Can I go back to this? Folks, okay, I'm fooling around here at the end. Of, I am kind of exhausted after that. Uh, we went two and a half hours, and that's uh, the first time I've been able to do that since I, I got uh, quite ill there. So... Uh, it's, uh, I tried everything I could to, um, I'm believing for a complete healing. Right. Trisha's believing for a complete, total, and amazing healing. Yes. Uh, what was the name of that? What, what I had a hologram. Yeah. Oh, no, 
Okay, we'll try this one. How will you get through another world, a lesser world, a world not
Thank <laughs> you.